Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. So in today's episode, ladies, you are in for a real treat. We have the pleasure of interviewing Stephanie Paris. She's the owner and founder of Guardian Accounting Services. And we get into the nitty gritty of PPP loans. Uh, and we do it in a really interesting way. We go through examples. What is it? Forgiveness, all the nuts and bolts that all of us have questions about. We get into on today's episode. And I want to mention about the show notes that she includes a tracking spreadsheet and tools for you actually to figure out some of these things for yourself. So you have to check out the show notes. Andressa, what am I missing? So here's the thing. For all of you guys that did not apply for it yet, it's still time. And for those of you who did apply, she is very clear about what are the next steps that you need to do in order to guarantee that the forgiveness, quote unquote, forgiveness will be actually forgiven. So check this episode out. She also mentions all different uh, loans that are, are available and grants uh, available for uh, women-owned businesses. And we're going to get into more details in future uh, webinars. So check it out, this episode. It's so important for you guys to know this now. And that's why we do this just to serve you and to make sure that you are growing your business and make sure that you get the support that you need. Enjoy the episode. You ever feel like your vacation rental since empty too often? Missing out on potential income? Look, you're not alone. Many property owners struggle with underperforming bookings and the complexities of property management. But here's some good news. Vacasa outperforms other property managers in 92% of the markets they operate. They've helped homeowners like you increase their bookings by an average of 24%, turning those empty days into profitable opportunities. Want to see what your earnings could look like with Vacasa? Visit biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa, spelled V-A-C-A-S-A, and get a free personalized income estimate today. That's biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa. Hey guys, it's Liz. Before we get into the episode, I want to remind you that time is running out and you just have three weeks left to get your ticket to InvestorCon 2024, the number one premier conference for women in real estate. It's happening from June 2nd to 4th in Austin, Texas. To learn more and to get your ticket, go to investhercon.com today and use the code 100podcast to get $100 off your ticket. That's investhercon.com, promo code 100podcast to get $100 off your ticket. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Invest Her show. Have to emphasize her. And uh, we're so excited to have you back on. We are on a very big mission to uh, empower women living a financially free and balanced life. And we just need to keep saying that on every episode. And thank you for listening. Thank you for being back for another uh, episode here. Uh, we have Stephanie, who's going to be talking about a lot of important things when it comes to the PPP loans and all the different things around that. So Stephanie, thank you so much for making time to uh, come on our show. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. We're going to get into a lot of technical questions and just, you know, really hopefully help all the women listening really set themselves up for success when it comes to this particular loan, how to navigate yeah. it. Is it right for them? Pros, cons, and everything between. Um, I selfishly have a bunch of questions myself. Too. Good. <laughs> That's the best way. That's the best way, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
So Andressa, we always like to connect with the amazing women listening and uh, just share something that's coming up, something that is pertinent, something that will help our listeners, right? Yeah. What's going on? So, you know, we're, we're coming off our, our virtual summit. We, we just had our first virtual summit, uh, invest her summit. Are you recharged? <laughs> I am recharged. It was, a it was an intense weekend. I was so tired, right? And Jessica, we were all really tired. Yeah. Um, it's like, I, I felt that like I, I travel across the world and spend a night out. That's how I felt. I was like, we had I'm so much pass out. There's two things I want to share that we had so much um, positive feedback and not everything's going to serve everyone in life, but we really um, heard from everyone that they appreciated all the details, the small things. And um, I wanted to mention that to, to the ladies listening, you know, you're doing a flip, you're doing a rental, uh, you're renovating a rental, uh, you are whatever part of your business you're touching and you're improving or you're working on. It's really the small things, right? The small things add up to the big things. And even just like us having music during the event, having prizes that were connected to the speakers, really detail, right? You know, and I think women are set up to be so amazing at the details, but sometimes we get overwhelmed or busy. So your next flip, your next project, as you're navigating your own business, you know, keep the big picture in mind, but, but don't forget how important those little details are. Um, second thing, I know I got two things. I've just revved up. I want to share a bunch of things, but <laughs> I did share something why I brought up the virtual summit. I know one thought goes to one way, but that's just how my mind works. Just watch the language you use. That's a second tip I mm. wanted to share. And yeah, something yeah. I shared during the virtual summit, and I've been watching myself, instead of saying, but, use the word and. And I often do that, like, did it, but, you know, and it's not empowering. It's not setting, it's, it's like almost like a negative after that. So it, it replaced, but with and, I'm just going to read these, replace have to with want to or choose to. Because I say I have to go to work. Well, it's my own business, right? I don't have to go to work. <laughs> I choose to go to work. I choose to work on all these things. Yeah. And I want to, right? And, and I want to. So just feels a little better. It feels like, you know, exciting. Instead of saying that's impossible, say it has not been done yet. So I just like that shift. Um, I wanted to share that. That's really what I wanted to share. But then I brought the virtual summit and I thought about the details. So I had a couple, you know, things to share with all you I amazing that. women listening. And I, I, you know, and everybody that I talk to and I say, Hey, you're excited about it. You are empowered to do it. What I want you to do next is the first block that you, or that wall that you face, reach out, reach out to the community, reach out because that's going to happen. Right. And then after that, you got resolved it. Good to go again. And guess what? Another one. It doesn't mean that that is like a sign, a bad sign that you shouldn't be doing it. It's just new, right? Somebody did it some way, shape or form. So really reaching out to the community. And if you are feeling overwhelmed, express it. Because sometimes, as Liz is saying, we name things as fear or a bad sign. And it, it can be just excitement. Your body doesn't know what it is. So of course you're navigating something new. You're going to feel something. So when you feel it, just like, oh, okay. Okay. I'm feeling something. I will name that excitement. I will not (laughs) name that fear or juju or something else. Right. But I'll name that excitement because I do have everything that I need to proceed with caution 
with confidence. I have a community behind me that will support me if I need to. So yeah. let's go. Yeah, love it. That's great. And it's a great um, point there. So we have a really, really uh, important topic, especially with everything going on with COVID and our economy and just, you know, the SBA just trying to do their best, right, to, to get stimulus and, and money into uh, small businesses' pockets, which mm -hmm. is a big, big need right now. So, um, so Stephanie, share a little bit about, let's just first start, how did you get into the work you're involved in? Because that's always intriguing, if you don't mind sharing that, your sure. journey of how you, because, you know, before we just jump into the technical nitty gritty questions, but yeah, share a little bit about your journey, how you got into the work you're involved in. Oh gosh, I um in uh, early two thousands, I had taken a job. I'd been a mom my, you know, whole adult life, and I had taken a job and as an admin at a CPA firm, and they couldn't keep me busy enough. I just loved it. And six <laughs> months later, I enrolled in college. Six years later, I had my master's degree, and since twenty seventeen, I've had my own firm. So I just like it was the right, you know, it 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 fed my soul. So I just kept going. I love that. It fed my soul. It and did. to hear that from someone who's doing the work you're doing, right? You know, like, I, I love that. It, it, you know, I, I just, we all need to find things that feed our soul. Certainly what we're doing feeds our soul. So that's awesome. So, okay, let's get into PP loan, PPP loans. And if you can like start with the basics, what it is, sure. who can take advantage of it. And then we have a lot of like kind of technical questions, but let's go as though, you know, the women listening know, you know, you know a little bit about it but let's let's go with the basics first if that's sure. okay absolutely so the paycheck protection program um it's been around but this particular one is designed obviously around the covid and what it does is you can apply for protection to keep your business going keep it you know as a stimulus package if you will and so it is um they calculate the funds based on the last year's um uh, gross wages and and what you paid your employees if you are self-employed if you don't have employees it's same difference it's calculated off of your schedule c mm -hmm. or your um you know your revenue for the year your net income and so what they've done is they annualize it so they spread that out over 12 months and then they're um then they take that you know times two and a half so you get two and a half times your in essence eight weeks um, it's actually not quite eight weeks, but two and a half times your um, annual salary, um, if you will. And for the, you know, for your Schedule C people, the self-employed people, that's your, it's, it's replacement income um, to keep things, keep your doors open, um, keep, keep your people employed. And the, the theory behind it was if, if they could jump in on the front end, they would eliminate the state level of unemployment, if that makes sense. Yep. So, so that was, you know, and this moved faster than most of the unemployment, especially with that additional influx from the federal government that, you know, that was six, eight weeks behind in many states. So this was really quick way to in, infuse money into these small businesses and really help them today, you know, um, maybe not as long-term, but today with the paycheck protection program though, it's, there's been some shifts. But, um, but a certain percentage has to be used on payroll, um, gross payroll, not what you actually wrote the check for, the gross wages they earned, the um, employer paid part of health insurance or 401k, 
and any employer paid state taxes. So your state unemployment. Um, this was kind of how they could stay in good graces with the state as they went through. Um, then the rest of that, what outside of that percentage can be used for utilities, rent, mortgage payments, um, and utilities was kind of a loose term. We've gotten some clarity on that one, but, um, but so it's also, again, designed to help keep your doors open. The difference with the Paycheck Protection Program versus most is it does have the loan forgiveness piece. So if you use it well, you show that you're a good steward of the money, you have all your stuff documented, that can be forgiven. Um, so it's, there's some hangups on that part, but that, that amount, like you don't have to repay it, right? Um, if you do fall to where it's a loan, then you, there's varying terms, but generally it's a 1% loan over that repayment period. So, um, you know, it may be that it's calculated that you have to pay back 30% of it instead of the whole thing, but it's that spread over depending on your SIP your funding date that's spread over a certain term and it's it's a one percent interest which is a really good interest rate obviously but um but we would rather go for full forgiveness right right um with that and i so i'm i'm gonna i have I, so I'm many gonna, questions i'm just like i know i know, right? I know me, too, well. me too and it's <laughs> funny because i'm like i don't know if i want a rabbit trail on this part yet but what i will say with this if you get the forgivable piece, regardless. So SBA and the Fed said that is not taxable. Mm. Well, the IRS said fine, but that means you don't get to claim the expenses that you paid with those funds. Oh. So mm. at the end of the day, it is still going to have a taxable effect to you. Mm. If you got $250,000 of forgiveness, you don't get to claim $250,000 worth of expense. So now your net income is up two hundred fifty. dollars Exactly. It, it was just a really messy, like convoluted way to say it's taxable. It is. And, right? Like it, I did, I went live, I think every other day for about 10 days on it because I'm like, listen, you guys, I need you to hear me, hear me, hear me. Because that's <laughs> really important. And so many people were like, well, no, it's not taxable. Okay. I hear what you're saying, but yeah. you're still going to have that revenue. And so it, as we go into the end of this month, that's what I've really been pushing people is I need you to plan. I need you to plan because June 30 is a great time. And you know, the IRS will tag you. They'll, they'll penalize you for not paying timely on those, those estimated tax payments. So as most people know their amount and they're pretty sure what's going to be forgiven, now's the time you get that planned because then that gives you your July, your... Um, That'll give you July, September. It'll give you three tax payments to spread that over um, versus all at once at the end of the year. So, so let me jump whew, in. Let's take a deep breath. Here, right? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> we are recording this on June 17th because of the time that we are, we are you know, facing here. So for those folks that are hearing this for the first time, which you might be under a rock, but that's okay. It's still <laughs> time to apply for it, yes. number one. So that deadline, the deadline to apply is June 30. As of today, that has not been extended. There's still like a hundred billion, hundred million left. It's a ridiculous amount wow. of money. 
So there's still a lot of money left because so much was taken that first round, you know, and we're on our second round of this. Yes. There's still a fair amount of funds available. Um, if your bank says they do not have funds, don't stop there. Go to another bank because each bank is limited. They're capped. So you will have better results going through a bank versus the SBA directly. And also the application, right? Uh, there are so many little details there There's and different things. In my case, I was like, listen, I rather my CPA that has done this 150,000 times to do it, to get it done. Yep. Or, or, or you say, listen, you, you, you guys can do it on your own. And I just want to, in my case, I want to avoid the back and forth or missing an item or yes. something and then delays even more. So in your case, have you seen your clients apply on their own or are you applying? What, ha what are you seeing right now? The pros and cons of doing that. That's a good question. I had a few clients in the beginning do it themselves. Um, it's, you know, it says we were talking about it and stuff and their bankers actually came to them They're You know, they're generally with a smaller bank. So they're like, Hey, let us just talk you through it, which was great. Otherwise it's been mainly though, you know, I've worked with people to do it. I actually partner with a local nonprofit as well to help businesses of color and, um, minority owned and female owned businesses get some PPP funding. So, um, you know, I just, I go in, help them walk through it because I've done it at this point. Like you said, it takes like an hour at that point, right? Because you've done the homeworks on you guys. If you know that checklist of what you need, you can put yeah. that together. Yeah. In that time. So it's, so it's, it's in our best interest to, um, you know, to really utilize our, our CPA or, you know, that's even more, is that, is that easier even in some ways than, than going directly to the banks? I found the banks to really, some of our, some of our banks that we have loans with are not the, haven't been the easiest to get a hold yeah. of, to be honest with you. Yeah. They're, and listen, been challenging. I mean, they're overwhelmed. They're overwhelmed. And God bless them for it, right? Because they are, you know, they're dealing with all of their clients plus everybody else who maybe knows that they're a lender as well for the mm -hmm. SBA. And so that, I mean, gosh, I just, you couldn't pay me to be in banking right now, I'll put it that way. Yeah. How does so. it play out? So I'm curious for folks, because, you know, I know even for us, like getting an SBA low interest loan is obviously a big, a big kind of a big area that the SBA has been focused on. So for, for this particular one, there's a whole sense of forgiveness. So is this just more the most advantageous uh, kind of offering, if you will, for small businesses right now? I mean, would you say if you had to yeah. rank all the things that are being offered, because there's so many, there's so much stimulus happening and it's almost like you're trying to get your head around it. And in some ways, I know for us, um, you know, you have the SBA and then even in our, our local community, right? We, we have investments mm -hmm. in Trenton. We had the local, you know, our local person that we know uh, in, the, in the local government reach out to us saying, hey, we, we have money to give. Can we yeah. connect? They're, they're like, they just have their checkbook open. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I'm just, you know, there's a lot to navigate and money's great, but there's you know, a lot to navigate. There, there's careful. a lot of, yeah, exactly. Right. Money coming in. It's not like this is all free money. We have to be mindful. So, you know, from all the things that you can see is, is the, is the, if you're going to go after something and you got a couple of weeks left, is this the one to, for, to, to spend the energy and time into? For two reasons. Um, it is because it is not driven off your credit score. Oh, okay. It is also, um, one, because it has the loan forgiveness portion. That is the biggest piece because 
if you have, say you got a quarter of a million dollars, which, um, you know, one of my clients got a quarter of a million dollars. And if that loan repayment, that's 16, 17 grand a month over the 18 payments. So that forgiveness part is what that really is the piece that's stimulating the economy and stimulating small business. It's, it's easy to lose sight of it because of that short span that was originally there for usage. But especially now that that's been extended, it, that is what's going to help the most. Um, it truly is. So, so let's break this down. So I'm someone who, you know, I look at my schedule C cause that would be more uh, applicable for us. We don't exactly. have a payroll necessarily, but we look at that. We figured out uh, we're, we're a women owned business, right? I'm on my, um, well, obviously invest her and, and DeRosa for that matter are both women owned businesses. Go women. Um, yeah. So, so you look at that, you've, you know, you, you have, you get that application complete. Is there a percent that they're quoting as like a loan forgiveness, like, 50%, 10%, 20%, or is it just totally who knows what they're going to do? Or is there like a- Based on your that, usage. Based on your usage of the, of the money. Yes. Okay. And, so, but how you, did they, how did they track that? Or do we need to have the tracking spreadsheet and send it to them? Is that how they're going to calculate that? So the, the onus is going to fall completely on you. Um, and I, I will share, um, I will email the both of you afterwards. I do have a tracking spreadsheet that's um, oh, really broken down um, to, to make sure that it makes sense for people. But it's, so the ownership falls on you. You will have to support it with either your, um, you'll have to support it with your tax return if you're Schedule C. Um, if you have employees, you'll use your payroll reports. But any of the expenses you paid with those fines, they want to see it. Um, they want to see that proof to go with it. And so if you give them the tracking sheet and all of your stuff in a row behind it, you know, all in order, then they have that ability as long as you're falling into the percentages correctly, which it is down to 60%. Um, so you only have to have 60% of that has to be used for payroll for the forgiveness. If you fall below the 60, none of it's forgiven. Let's pause a minute there, right? In, in, in many cases of all of us that are listening to you right now, there's no payroll. It's, exactly. It's, it's us. It's, yeah, it's, it's a good all question. Of us. So how does that play? So because you guys are actually in the coolest spot with it, because if we take it based off, it's driven off of your prior year tax return and your net income, right? So they calculate the 850 seconds. Um, so eight weeks, they calculate of that as what you would have for um, the loan criteria. You guys, are, you're in that position where that's your payroll. That's your payroll replacement. So as long as you segregate the fund, like I, I recommend everybody segregate the funds when they come in, but then you show that this would be week one, this would be week two on your tracker based on prior year. You just move that over. I would not do it in a lump sum because it does not, doesn't look as presentable with the lenders and the SBA, but, um, and, and the, everything will be reviewed. It may take several years. So it just for your protection, um, even if you did it like every other week, but, um, but go ahead and pull that over and then you can show that this was, you guys are the most cut and dry because you don't have all the other, you know, moving pieces. 
So you're saying, so, okay, so let's, let's use numbers. Cause that's how I, I learn anything. It. Yeah. I can't, I can't, it's hard for me to talk. Not, <laughs> I get really confused. So like, say for, for, for argument's sake, net income last year was a hundred grand. Let's just use a hundred. Hundred's a nice term. Right. And then, so that, that's the net income. And like you're saying, there's a tracking spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. So that money comes in, I apply, I do the steps. Um, my net income proved is a hundred grand. Say I get approved for this loan for 2.5, right? So well, 250,000 times. No, no, no. 2.5 no. of the hundred. Yeah. So, yeah. So if you take that hundred, well, the way they'll do it for self-employed is they're going to divide it by 52 weeks. Then they're going to multiply that by eight. So that no. would be, I would the say number. for round numbers, I would say 15,500. So, okay. So if my net income is a hundred grand, the, the loan that I would probably get would be around 15,000. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah. Okay. And, and then, then that 15,000, you will draw eight payments. I would, I would recommend eight. I mean, again, eight, you could do it every other week, but it just, um, it's easier for tracking and it presents better when you present with the lenders as per your forgiveness packet. So, and then in terms of the forgiveness piece, what percentage of that? So we're going to use real numbers. That, that 15 comes in. What, what, about what percent is actually forgiven? For you guys as Schedule C, it would be 100% of it. They will Got forgive it. 100% of it, yes. But we so it's really like a apply. grant. But yeah, do we need saying. to apply, even though you're Schedule C and it will be quote unquote a grant, do we still need to apply for the forgiveness? Yes. Nobody will get forgiveness unless they apply. So you're applying for the loan and then you're yeah. secondarily applying for the forgiveness. Yeah. Oh, what okay. is the deadline for applying for the forgiveness? It actually has been moved. Um, so it should be 10 weeks from the final, um, from the final draw out of it. So, um, so if you use all of your funds this week, you have 10 weeks to apply. Um, that I would say apply sooner rather than later, but I can also tell you that the application's not updated with the changes that happened on June 5th, the application still has not been updated. Um, it, they, it, I expect it should be this week because we're far enough out now, but, um, the application is still the original one, which, um, impacts like the the usage dates and stuff. But if you're using it, I mean, I, I, what I've seen is a couple of people have applied for their forgiveness and then the bank's like, oh, that's not the right application, knowing there's one coming. So yeah, yay. Oh boy. So, so there's two, two steps to it. Yeah, so another thing that, you know, we've been talking about PPP loans on our Facebook community and some of the business owners that are also real estate investors, but have a business itself, mm -hmm. like a restaurant, it, there was a, like a discrepancy, right? Because they were, they were uh, approved for the loan and they need to use that for payroll. However, in Pennsylvania, we're not open. So right. they couldn't apply it because oh. we are not open. So how, how are I don't know if there are any amendments to what been. was done first, yeah. but where are we at with 
that part. On, so on June 5th, this is where it gets really meaty. On June 5th, um, that was extended. So instead of eight weeks, it is now extended to 24 weeks, unless that runs into next year. So it's December 31st or 24 weeks, whichever is a shorter period. Um, so, so that part on that note, though, I'm going to say that with that, any loans um, signed and, you know, when you do your final closing docs, anything before June 5th has that two-year repayment term. Anything June 5th or later has been extended to five years. Oh, so huh. it's, that's messy. I dislike that um, so because so many of the larger loans occurred early, um, that, that they're still, they're trying to, there's still some people in the um, Senate and the Congress fighting that, mm. but, um, but that, it, that was changed from what was released as far as the recap prior to the president's signature versus this president's, what was signed. So something changed in, in among in that timeline. I'm curious, have you been struggling to keep your vacation rental booked? I totally get it. It's tough to manage and keep filled. But we found something that really works. It's called Vacasa. They've seriously changed the game for a lot of the BP audience. In almost every market they're in, Vacasa manages to fill up the calendar more than anyone else. And get this, the average Vacasa user sees about 24% more bookings than with other managers. That's a lot of extra income. Curious to see what you could be earning? You can get a personalized income estimate right there. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at what Vacasa can do for you. Check out biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa, spelled V-A-C-A-S-A, biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa. Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets, and 500 of those women will be at InvestorCon 2024? It is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd to 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestorCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures, gain the knowledge and the skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with women who are playing at the same level. Time is running out, though. You just have three weeks left to get your ticket. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestorCon dot com today and use the code 100 podcast to get a hundred dollars off your ticket that's invest her h-e-r con dot com promo code 100 podcast to get a hundred dollars off your ticket how does this play out? i'm thinking about um again myself selfishly but i mean how does this play out with multiple llc's you got a lot of women listening who you know might have one property and one llc and then and then it, you know so how have you seen with, with, you know, especially in the real estate investing realm and small business owners like ourselves, um, having multiple, um, multiple LLCs, can you, can you apply uh, for each, each company yeah. or is it rolled into one? I mean, how does that work? No. So if you can apply for each company because okay. each LLC hits a different schedule C, right? Right. Of course. So theoretically, um, and that's why they've allowed it. You know, I have several several of my clients have multiple businesses. And so they have several um, different lines of the PPP. And so the same thing applies for, if I have, if I have five um, 
different small businesses, five different schedule C's, you know, A, I feel bad for your tax preparer, but um, if you have five schedule C's, then you could, you could really apply for a five of the, um, because I mean, it, it doesn't negate the fact that all five of the businesses were likely impacted. Sure. From a, um, what's the con of that? Like, you know, you know, is there any, any con that paperwork and know, tracking? Yeah. And I will say the other con to that is has a schedule C it all flows to your personal tax return. So if you have, think about if you have five $10,000 loans forgiven, that's an extra 50 grand of revenue that's coming to you personally on that tax return. Mm -hmm. So you need to think about that tax impact. That okay. 50 yes. grand. Yeah. And that's why it's so important to be going pipe. That, 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 now, now you've just completely reiterated why your banker's not going to know all this. They're, they're, they're not going to know. They're not. They're that, not gonna and know it's your, okay. Right. If you go to your banker, but talk to your CPA. If you absolutely. don't have a CPA, get one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> then you're worth the wait and Really look at your, your, the whole picture. Yeah. The yes. banker will not know that. That's right. No. Absolutely it's, would not know. Absolutely. No. Especially if you have multiple, I mean, you just got my wheels turning because we have multiple different LLCs, oh, multiple yeah. different buildings. And, multiple and, you know, banks. Multiple banks. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, you know, whenever we do anything, we're like, we, we call our accountant and just like, you and know, Jason, smart. we have, you know, this, this chunk of money coming in. We don't, we want to legally deploy in the right way. Leverage and, your and opportunity. Leverage, you know, and, and, you know, so we could all just pay as little taxes as we can. So I have, <laughs> legally, a, question. Of course. I have a question for those folks that do have employees, right? So mm -hmm. they maintain the employees there, um, and uh, sometimes they had to adjust the salaries. I think, mm -hmm. um, you know, up, they could reduce, uh, keep it, at, uh, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, 75%. They, they can reduce the it. salary reduction. Correct. When do they need to get back to the full 100%? That's a good question too. So originally it was June 30, but because of that bill that was signed on um, June 5th, it is extended to 1231. So they actually... As long as you've restored your full-time employee headcount and your salaries, you know, anybody who had a pay cut, got it back by the end of the year, you are good. I, I want to pin in that though, in that as we talk about the forgiveness of the PPP, if you got that idle, the EIDL grant, that 10, up to $10,000 that a lot of people got, which is the economic disaster injury loan, which is also an SBA thing. If you got that grant in any way, shape, or form, it will reduce the total amount forgiven of the PPP. So I, I want to make sure that we're clear on that. So if you've got a $15,000 PPP loan and you've got the $10,000 idle grant, now you do have to pay back 10000 of that. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's now, a little a stimulus. The personal stimulus, that's not the personal stimulus. That money. is not the personal. Okay. This is a bit, this is the business. Okay. I wasn't correct. Yeah. It and it's, it's called the economic injury disaster loan. And it is okay. actually, that is always around. Mm -hmm. um, that is available. So like hurricane Katrina, you know, anytime yeah. that FEMA or the government declares an area or a time, um, a, a disaster, then you are eligible. People are eligible for that loan. The thing is, that one is driven off of your assets. It's driven off of your um, credit score, your debt to income, all of those things. It does have that initial 
grant piece that's up to $10,000, um, usually that doesn't pose a huge problem for people. But with the paycheck protection, because of the way that everything was designed, it does make sense that you can't kind of, I mean, you can double dip, but it can't all be forgiven. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. You know, the women listening, they're like, I got to apply. Time uh, is of the essence. Yes. What, before they call their CPA, like what, what, what would be a few things to suggest to them? Like get this in order, get this in order and get this in order. Cause you know that they're going to have to get things in order, right? They Obviously. Are. So what would be some, you know, uh, simple suggestions for the women listening that like, like want to take, take action? Absolutely. So if you're Schedule C, the most important thing is you need the Schedule C you're applying for. Um, the copy of the most recently filed Schedule C it doesn't have to be your entire return, but you need that piece to go with it. Um, you're going to need a certificate of good standing from your Secretary of State in the state that you're in. And then you need um, really the application. So Schedule C is probably the least amount of stuff that has to go with it. If you are, um, is your lender may have an additional application on top of the SBA, some of them do. So if you have employees though, that's when you have to have a little bit more information because you'll have to have your, um, the payroll reports yeah. um, for the last 12 months. And so that, that'll be really important to have. Um, that's really the main if you have any insurance benefits or anything like that that go with that, you'll want to make sure you have that available as well. Most of your lenders have a loan calculator. It's an Excel template that was presented from the SBA and it'll help you calculate. You'll put the data in the second sheet and it'll help you calculate how much um, you would get. I have, um, I have a copy of that that I can share with you ladies as well, just to kind of that you can kind of see it um, and play with it as well. Yeah, that'd be great. And you could even use your own numbers, if, especially if you have multiple LLCs and what makes sense. And then obviously talking yeah. and, and definitely talk to your, your CPA because they're going to know the, the tax impl implica implications more than, sure. than the banker. Yeah, it's a great For suggestion. Sure. Um, you've been so helpful. I mean, this has been <laughs> amazing. Andressa, you have another question you're burning I just to ask? Have one quick question. All right, one quick question. <laughs> Sorry. You mentioned before about the utilities that they did clarify mm -hmm. that. Can you can you talk a little bit more about what exactly because um when you say rent, mortgage, were they referring to the rent for that LLC or for other rents, personal? Good or question. It just like was very broad. It was terribly broad in the beginning. In fact, <laughs> there were that. Oh, come on. <laughs> Did they, I, I they talk? I feel that nobody talked to business owners really to really understand the I, need and how things are. No, I'm going to say a bunch of executive men did it because if you know that. <laughs> yeah, let's ping it on them. Piece, let's ping it on them. It's the details piece that's missing, right? We were just talking about the details are so <laughs> important. I believe that wholeheartedly. In the beginning, some of the comment, you know, and, and even I've still seen some of the blogs that were like, oh, you can use it for equipment payments. No, for the love of Pete, stop. So the rent is the rent for that particular business, your restaurant rent, um, your building, the mortgage piece is only the interest is not the entire mortgage payment, um, which is really important because that's caught some people already, right? But your, so as far as the utility payments that are covered, it is electricity, gas, water, 
telephone and internet access. So mm. there, it has become a bit more specific. Originally, it was kind of a little off. Um, like, you know, it's basically a business utility payment. If your business has trash service, for example, you could wiggle that in there. Um, if, if you can avoid it, I would avoid it. But, um, you know, there's also this very vague transportation yeah, what that's the hell is that? In the, like, yeah, I know. I it, the funny thing is nobody can give any guidance on it. Nobody's given any guidance. I have because I'm like that could save some people. So that's what I really like latched onto and started digging. There's not guidance from the SBA, the IRS, mm. nobody. Oh, so boy. in that case, avoid mm. it. Okay. Because those those little nuggets are generally, I mean, that's what they count on, right? Let's be honest. They want our tax money. They I, Nothing's free. As much as we want it to be, it's not. It always has an implication. Mm -hmm. So if we can err on that side of caution, make sure that you get as much forgiven as possible, the better you are. Then yeah. going back and forth with explanations and all of that, because I think that that's what's going to happen, right? It's exactly They're going to have a happen. lot of back and forth with clarifications, further documentations, if we are not clear the first time around. Oh yeah. And, and that's, what's going to hurt people. You know, that's where it's going to be that problem for, Oh, now I have to repay. You know, they were expecting full forgiveness. And now because of those little nuggets here and there, that's, what's going to catch people. Um, you know, one thing I want to remind you too, is on your net income as a schedule C, it's got that hundred thousand dollar cap, just like that wages did for any employee. So the max anybody can, one person can get is that 15,385. So we just calculated it based on a minute ago on that 100,000, right. which when we round up, it is 15,385. But that, um, so as a Schedule C, you know, each Schedule C, you're going to max at that, that dollar amount. Um, they won't give, if they give you over, that's the max amount you can use for payroll. And so the rest would have to be used for utilities or rent or, you know, mortgage interest. So wow. I want to make sure we stay super clear because, you know, it's so clear. Yeah. Makes sense. Now that's a really, that's a really good point. So, um, and then, and then you can navigate, you know, whether it's worth your time or energy, right. And, and, you know, that's going to help give you what you need, but this has been amazing. I, I, I yeah. really appreciate all your, all your expertise. Where can the ladies listening learn more about you and reach out if they have additional questions or, or you know, continue Absolutely. the conversation? Absolutely. So I, um, my firm is Guardian Accounting Services. And um, if, you know, we do, I do videos every week, um, for whether it be out the PPP stuff, or even for additional grant funding, because so many of you ladies, you're eligible for grants, even though you're not a nonprofit. Mm. So we have this whole grant series on my YouTube channel, um, Guardian Accounting Services, because I thought, you know, I just want to help so many people that that was probably the best way to do it. Um, you can, you know, my website, Facebook, whatever, I'm around. Um, definitely reach out. There's no stupid questions. I, I please reach out. If you think it's dumb, it's really probably not. And it's a good question, I'm sure. So um, that's what we're here for. You know, that's, I just, I really love empowering more women and I do not want to be anybody to be held hostage by their yeah. job. So 
That's awesome. Thank you, Stephanie. And all of that information, ladies, you guys can find on our show notes. So Stephanie, we're going to transition now to what we call our three fabulous questions. And here we go. What's the most transformational book you have ever read? For me? Yes. Um, actually, I would say, girl, wash your face. <laughs> Honest to goodness. Rachel Hollis is amazing. And I was like, you know what? Forget what everybody thinks. And that, <laughs> after reading that, my business, like, I just was like, F it. Let's go. Let's go. Awesome. The second question is, what's the most powerful routine that you recommend for people to live a financially free and balanced life? Whatever balance means to you. Yeah, that's an, you know, it, that is such a relative thing, free and, um, and relative. For me, um, the routine is, and I actually, it's in a book that I am published it next month, actually, but show up. I don't care if you show up with, you know, like you may look a hot mess or whatever, but showing up every day, that is the key to all of it. You know, it's not easy. It's not fun. It's not sexy, but show up. Regardless of Seriously. dot, 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 right? Dot, dot, dot. Because yeah. life <laughs> yeah. happens, right? Yes, with everybody. The last question is, which woman, famous or not, has inspired you the most? Oh, that's a great one. Um, honestly, it's my mother. Um, my mom came from nothing, and she raised us um, single mom, four girls, you know, busting her tail. And I swore that if she can do that without a college education and everything, I'm, I'm going to take over the world, and I'm going to take care of my parents. So. <laughs> I love it. Just, just take yeah. over the world, you know, just nothing I'd much to do. <laughs> if you watch it, honestly, if you watch my videos or, I mean, you know, if, you'll hear me say it a lot. As you guys get to know me, you'll hear me say, I'm like, let's just take over the world together. Come on. Right. It. It's like Liz and I, right. We just like woke up one day. We didn't have anything else to do. A lot of free time. We were like, yeah, <laughs> our mission is to empower women to live a financially free and balanced life. Let's tackle that first. This is the right. lowest hanging fruit. Let's just exactly. Go and, but by doing that, you are taking over the world because you are empowering more women and you're, you don't know what you don't know. So when they get those bits of information from you, you're making them think and question and challenge them. That changes lives. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, I think we all have that in common, right? That's what we're all in the business yeah. to do. So you've yeah. been a breath of fresh air, Stephanie. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, and so I really appreciate your time and just expertise and you know, just such an important pertinent topic too, but just in general. So appreciate you so, Thank much. You so much. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thank if you. you guys need anything, let me know. Thank you so much, Stephanie. All right. Take care. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.